and welcome back to another episode of tiger talk with the 1400 club i am the Corey c be sure to subscribe to the podcast to be notified of all future episodes we're on all podcast outlets apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify youtube you name it so follow the show and let every tiger you know let them know all right tell them about the show definitely we need your support it all helps the cause which is the i love Jackson State University. All right, so we want you to get to know all the new additions who'll be wearing the JSU uniform this upcoming season. So we're taking it to the trenches because this is what everyone wants to hear about, wants to talk about, wants to know about. So we're getting one of the big guys in. Definitely want you to meet him, hear from him, learn about him. He is an All-American. That's what we love to hear. A JUCO All-American from a familiar junior college, Lackawanna. You already know the name, none other than DeAndre Towns Blue. Welcome to Tiger Talk with 1400 Club. All right. Thank you. Thank you for having me. How you doing? Oh, man. Oh, man, doing well, man. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Definitely, we've been waiting on this one. Uh, as soon as that name came across our phones, as far as a commitment, everybody, a lot of fans didn't know. They weren't expecting it. They said, what? What? Because that's what they want to know about, really, this offensive line. It's, it's always the big concern. So when they saw that name come through, they really got happy. So I couldn't wait to bring you on the show. So, man, congratulations and welcome to the family. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, like when I went on my visit to Jackson, it was just like I liked everything, and it was just Coach J.O. and Coach okay. T.C., the, the new O-line coach, Coach J.O., mm -hmm. really, like, made me feel comfortable down there talking to them, like, just made me really want to be a part of what they was building. And Coach T.C. really made me comfortable, like, made me feel like he wanted me as a player, but not only he made my mom feel comfortable as well, too, so that meant a lot. Talk about that, man, especially the mom. I'm glad you mentioned that. That's always, you know, mom, parents, family members, just taking in how they feel about it as well and taking that into consideration. So with your mom, did she get a chance to talk with the coaching staff or did she go on the visit or how'd that play out? So I only I went on the visit alone because my mom wasn't able to make it. Okay. But down there on the visit, Coach TC, like, he was talking to my mom on the phone uh, many times, like, when we was outside, like, viewing everything, like, when I was just looking at campus and stuff like that. They, they made my mom real comfortable, and then she always was just letting me choose the best school for me, like, that I felt, like, fit me the most, too. And that's how I felt about Jackson, and she supported me all the way. And, and that's what I wanted to know. I mean, of course, you know, you're, you're a grown man now, so letting you make that decision. Obviously, I'm sure she had her in her mind who she would like for you to choose, but she allowed you to make that decision. I'm sure she didn't put any pressure on you. She was, she was just happy to see me, like, be Good. comfortable with, like, with the school, with the coaches, like, she know I'm going to be around them 24-7 more than anyone else down in Jackson. And she just – she was comfortable with Coach TC. He, she seen that he's a real family man. Mm -hmm. Just liked everything that Coach TC was doing. And she supported me on all my decisions. She just happy to see me go to school. Absolutely, absolutely. So what has life been like since you committed? What's some of that feedback? I mean, of course, you talked about your mom, but other family, friends, and teammates, and things like that. What was A lot of people feedback? been congratulating me, like – happy for me like tiger nation they've been real happy and like they they real supportive i like that especially on twitter like mm -hmm. social media everywhere for real, for real and then uh yeah like everything been good like honestly it's just like relieving because juco it's real hard to make it out mm -hmm. not many people make it out of juco yeah i was able to be an all-american i was happy to do that my first year even playing tackle i usually play mm -hmm. guard okay so that was different too like my first year playing tackle, I got all American status. 
So in high school, you played guard, and in year one at JUCO, you played guard, and you moved to tackle for your second year, right? Yes. Okay. So what brought that move about? Was that your decision? Was it a coaching staff decision to do what's next for the team? It was the best fit for the team at the time. We had a tackle that had went down, and they needed me to move from starting left guard to left tackle. And I just I just had made the decision for the team. Okay, so now this is Tiger Talk. You can be honest, and, and now the reason why I say that is because well, let me get let me give you a story first. So we have a, a guy by the name of James Houston. He plays for the Detroit Lions. He was a rookie this past season. Had one had a standout rookie season. He came on late, uh, but had he been had he played a full season, he would have been up for rookie of the year because he was one of the league leaders in in sacks. Uh, you know, even in the short amount of games that he played, he transferred from Florida to Jackson State. He was a linebacker his entire career, and the coaching staff at the time it was Coach Prime and his and his crew. They wanted him, they saw that he was a natural edge rusher, so they wanted him to move to the defensive end position. And he was resistant. He was hesitant. He didn't like it. He just was against it. But, uh, you know, they told him that it was in his best interest, and he finally decided to go ahead and go along with it, and it just changed his life. He was should have been Swag Defensive Player of the Year. I think he had uh, 16, 17 sacks. I forget the number. Uh, I forget the exact number, but uh, went ahead to be drafted by the Detroit Lions, and, again, the rest is history. So, again, be honest. When they first approached you, with that, I didn't want to, cause I was comfortable at guard. Like it's even though it's the same position, it's two different kind of skills, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, and then it's left tackle, so like that's like I feel like that's the most important because that's important. You be blindsided, mm-hmm. so you you not really there for your QB. He can't even see. You gonna get him? You can get him hurt bad. So, yeah. like, so huge responsibility. Yeah, so like when I first made the switch, my coach really had to he had to convince me at first. He was like, "One, your recruitment gonna go up. It's gonna show that you more like agile, like you more versatile, you more agile too, because you're gonna be going with faster, smaller guys that's gonna be trying to beat you off the edge." So I just made that decision on switching. I was like, "Yeah, I want to prove that I can do it. I don't want to just say no and then like I never knew." And it, it helped me out in the long run, for real. My recruitment went, like, further. Mm-hmm. I had been talking to Coach J.O. for probably, like, one of the first schools to hit me up since I moved to tackle, for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that first season of junior college ended, you know, let's say December. When did you move, make that transition to tackle? I didn't make the transition to tackle until second game of this year, of this season. Oh, so it, was in the, it wasn't in the off season. Wow. No. So the season already started. Yeah. So, I, wow. Okay. Yeah. So that was like different to me because I was already, I was at right, I started right guard my first year. Then they moved me to left guard because they wanted me to be on the strong, on that, on that blind side more. And they felt like I would fit better over there. So then wow. going into the season, like spring ball, spring ball after my first season, I was left, I was at left guard, left guard. Then coming in back fall camp, I was at left guard. Then some reason they made that like they made that switch, like they chose me, and then I had just stepped up and played it. Did you get reps that week in practice before that game, or it was a it wasn't a game day decision? Was it? Did... I was always, I was like backup, right tackle, left. Okay. Occasionally, okay. I did some reps in practice at tackle, but it was never like game situation. Mm-hmm. So it was different, and it wow. was going like like threes and twos so it was it wasn't like going with our ones and then once i started going with our ones i feel like we we had like some of the best edge rushers in juco 
Mm-hmm. From my Juco, honestly, especially like our linebackers too that we blitz off the edge, that really got me prepared and like sped me up, like catching up at tackle. Mm-hmm. So wh- wh- why do you think you were able to transition so seamlessly and so quickly? Because that's a, that's a big deal, especially in the middle of the season. I say my coaches here at Lackawanna really helped me like just because the way we're coached, they coach us all like the same. They already coach us to have two positions because you go, you want to be as versatile as possible. So if you don't play center and guard, you got to play tackle and guard here. So mm-hmm. automatically it was just, it was just more of getting more reps at it, honestly, and being comfortable getting out mm-hmm. my own head. I feel like that's what really helped me. Cause once you, you say something in your head, like you can't do something. I feel like you never going to mm-hmm. do it mm-hmm. ever. That's true. That's true. So on Tiger Talk, we have those diehard football nerds who totally understand the game. And then we have just casual football fans who just love Jackson State. They love going to the games. They just, you know, just that school spirit. They may not understand football as much. So I want you to talk to that that fan, the fan who doesn't really just understand positions and things like that. They see five guys on the offensive line and think it's the same. They know the one guy hikes the ball, but that's it. They think the other four guys are pretty much the same. So what's the difference? What's the difference between the two positions? All right, I'll say, like, all right, so the guy that has the ball, that hikes the ball, that's usually, I say, he probably your, your captain, your loudest guy. That's usually your leader. You want him calling out everything. You, he telling the whole line what we about to do. You know what I mean? Like, they go, he going to say, yo, you go here, you go here. Like, he telling everybody, like, what we about to do on this play. Your guard, I feel like your guard, he's clean up. He there for the run game, like, He's there to always hit somebody second. He go, he got to knock a dude down, make sure he stay down. That's how I feel like your guard should play. And that's how I feel like I play guard. Like, I like pulling. I like wrapping around and, like, hitting somebody right away and then just taking them to the ground. But then at tackle, I feel like that's more finesse. And you really moving people. Like, tackle is outside. You buy, You probably got a skinnier guy, a smaller guy that you playing with. When in the interior, you got more dudes your size that's moving at your speed. So I feel like tackle, you got to have that more. You got to have more footwork. Mm-hmm. Like you got to be more of an athlete at tackles. Okay. All right. Well, there you have it. Football 101 from DeAndre Towns Blue. <laughs> Sometimes we have to break it down because we go over some fans' heads. So we have to simplify things for us. So we, we appreciate that. <laughs> All right, so lack of one to college. A lot of our fans, you know, I was talking about some fans are just diehard and some fans are just casual, but most of our fans are familiar with that name Lackawanna because we have a player on our team where we had, he, he's done. He's, he's out of eligibility. He is, uh, well, I think he had another year technically of eligibility due to COVID, but, uh, nonetheless, he entered his name in the NFL draft. Uh, the John Nugget Warren and he hails from Lackawanna College where he was the number one junior college cornerback in the country when he signed with us. He was committed to Georgia and ended up coming to Jackson. Jackson State, and uh, he's been doing well in some of the postseason bowls, HBCU Legacy Bowls. So uh, looking for him to uh, see his name get uh, called on draft day, one of those draft days, to represent Jackson State in the National Football League. And we, we've recruited there in the past, so we know there's some talent at that school. So that's one of the things that also stood out when we saw your name come across as a commit, where you were coming from. We knew we were getting a good one. And you talked about some of those other guys on, on, the, on, the, on the team, some of your teammates as well. So mm-hmm. shout out to Lackawanna. We want to, hey, keep that pipeline coming. I know there were probably some freshmen on that team will be coming up. Uh, can you help help us with their recruiting and put in a good word for us? Definitely. Everybody, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of dogs on our team, especially Dougie was a dog. Mm-hmm. He a cool dude, too, because okay. he reached out. I talked to him like, 
he said congratulations and stuff like that. So he's real oh, cool. Yeah. I wish yeah. him all luck going to the into the draft. Absolutely. Yeah, he's really good about that. Anyone from obviously from Lackawanna, but anyone from up in that area, whether it's Pennsylvania and Maryland, the DMV where he's from, uh, definitely he'll make those connections. So, again, shout out to Nugget. All right. So let's talk about that recruitment uh, out of high school and why you decided to go the JUCO route. So was that an eligibility thing or was it more so to kind of position yourself to get some different offers? Yeah, because I had uh, actually my, my freshman year, I had went to a different high school than one in PA. So when I had switched high schools, the my GPA didn't count as much from from the old high school. Like the credits and stuff didn't all transfer over. So I was mm-hmm. already behind in my in my GPA level and my credits. So that's why I had to end up taking the JUCO route. But actually mm-hmm. I was recruited by my high school QB to come here to Lackawanna. Okay. Yeah, he came a year before me, but uh, my recruitment in high school, I had I had some schools like uh, UConn, uh, Penn State, uh, Maryland, Delaware, Delaware State, but because of my grades, I wasn't I wasn't able to like get anywhere, get any real offers. Okay, and then talk about your time at JUCO. You said, I mean, you said it yourself. A lot of people don't make it out, so just talk about that grind. I don't want to say that struggle, but you know, just getting it out the mud. Talk about it. Yeah, like coming to JUCO, actually, I was, I was actually overweight because coming out of COVID, yeah. I had a real out of shape. I was probably like three eighty three, mm-hmm. first day in JUCO, and then I had I had a lot of working out to do. Like we was working out real hard, and I was at the bottom of the depth chart for like all the camp. Then certain dudes like just being in JUCO, certain people just you know quit, like they just don't make it or they get cut. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. from that, I just, like, kept staying consistent. I built my way up. I was second string. I mean, travel list. Then the starting right guard had went down, and I became the starting right guard and continued to be the starting right guard from our second game all the way to the end of our 10-game season. So I probably started nine games and all. And then from there, after finishing the season, I probably lost, like, 30 pounds, 30, 40 pounds, and then that's when my recruitment started getting higher with the weight I lost. Like, I started talking to more, like, D2 schools, lower D1s, like, and that's when, as it kept building up and building up, uh, we went into spring ball. I went into spring ball just trying to lose weight, get in shape, get right how I was before COVID, just trying to get, like, quicker, faster, stronger, everything. And then with that, that just made me build up because once you stay focused on that path in JUCO, you just got like, I feel like I learned how to grow up in JUCO, like be more of a man in JUCO because mm. you all on your own. And even though, you, even though you just like, you in college and like everybody grow, it's like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's like not everybody going to see it. Like when I first went to JUCO, I don't feel like everyone's seen the, like the vision that I had. So learning how to like just be okay with not everybody being in your corner and you just seeing your own path like for you that's what like was the biggest thing mm-hmm. about being in JUCO honestly. Mm-hmm. But going into uh, this past season, I had lost seventy pounds and I was like probably like three fifteen. Ended up playing at like three ten throughout the season from losing weight, just from like not being able to like you know keep up with the lifting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then now. My recruitment went really high. 
But I really kept talking to Coach J.O. for a minute. And once I finally was able to come down there, and I really, like, seen that he always supported me, always had me number one on his board. Like, I was always a guy that he wanted. I feel like I had, like it was just something that, like, was, like, for certain. Like, it was just, like, perfect for me at the time. So how were you able to lose that weight? Honestly, I was running probably twice after, before and after practice. Uh, my head coach here, Coach Duda, he a Hall of Fame uh, JUCO coach. Okay. He uh, he really was like putting in work with me, or like on like practice. We would be doing different like conditioning, just doing footwork, all that. Like it was just making me lose weight in our weight room. Uh, coach Mike here, our our uh, strength and conditioning coach, he real good. He really helped me out with just working out, teaching me like to like work while tired. Like I don't know how to explain. Like mm-hmm. even though you done like finish your sets and stuff like that, just like keep moving, keep burning, burning off fat, keep sweating. And that's really what it was, a lot of sweating, honestly. Okay. Wow. So you put in the work, uh, you you do- definitely got the weight down. And uh, what is the weight currently and ideally for this uh, upcoming football season? Actually, we just we just weighed in today for weight room because I'm still working out with the team here at mm-hmm. Lackawanna until I, I leave for Jackson. So I weighed in at 320 today. Okay. Even. Okay. Is that the ideal playing weight, or have you even talked to Coach uh, J.O. or any of the uh, Jackson State staff about Coach that? J.O., yeah, said like 320, okay. 315 is a good weight for me. He liked, he liked me at that weight for real. Okay. Wow, wow. So you said, uh, you know, you talked about the weight and, and the transition, and so you had a lot of adversity. But at some point, like like we said, you turned it around, you made the position change, and you started to pick up some offers and things like that. Ultimately, a JUCO All-American. So what did those offers start to look like once you just really established yourself as the, as the man, pretty much? Mm, I had I had many offers throughout the SWAT. I had some CAA offers. I had... Um, I had a lot of interest for real, for real, because me being a May grad, some schools were like, mm-hmm. yeah, were more like recruiting me as if like I was like in high school, like almost like mm-hmm. I was recruited around like my recruitment was going along with theirs, like high school players mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I had I had like visits to Syracuse, uh, Penn State, different schools like that, but I I never felt like it was like I had the connection I did with Coach Jo, like. He was he was like one of the first people to really recognize me too before I even had kind of like made that switch to tackle. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was like I was really like locked okay. in for a while. Wow. I know the recruiting game is, and I'm not asking you to get into the specifics of it, but I know it can be kind of crazy. Do you feel as though teams or or schools they back off if you're a, when you're a junior college May grad as opposed to December? Do you think that affects? I don't, and I don't mean you in particular. I mean just in general. Uh, do you think that affects offers? In general, I feel like yeah, it's it's better. Like I would say, like not better, but like it's it's like it's a more smoother process as a December grad because, like me, I'm one of the guys that was able to sign early as a, a May grad. Not many people like get that chance because sometimes you got to wait for teams to finish up their spring ball and they want to see who they got like from who they signed in December. So I feel like, yeah, it's like an easier process. It's less people to like be a competing with to be like getting recruited too. Mm-hmm. But you more, you more, it's more transfers and junior college guys. Gotcha. So I got high school, the portal, like May grads have the portal. Mm-hmm. High school 
players yeah. and other JUCO players. So that's like that's a lot of kids, like a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of different players. So you feel like JSU stuck with you regardless of when you were going to graduate? Yes. And didn't didn't uh, quote unquote hold that against you? They they I, still wanted I feel you. Like yeah, that didn't like it wasn't that wasn't even a factor in my recruitment mm-hmm. for at all. It was wow. more of like getting me down there. Wow. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. So uh, let's talk a little bit more about that visit, because, of course, you said you went on some other visits to some other schools, some big schools. But what happened on that visit that kind of won you over? What are some things that surprised you about the school, the city, the state, et cetera? Um, It was it was like. I don't know. Like it wasn't it wasn't really what I saw or anything. It was just the conversations like one. To like just like talking about like what they like what they were trying to do like mm-hmm. what was the plan for the team like I seen that like the culture was strong there too like real supportive throughout the community and it, it was like once again it was just talking with Coach TC and Coach JL because I was one of the recruits that came down and I ain't really I was by myself mm-hmm. but like they really made sure I was good I was comfortable and then it was just like like talking to them it was like. I met like people that I feel like I could be around, like like that lined up with the principles that I was raised with too. Like you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like not saying that a coach is your father, but it's like mm-hmm. it's another father figure out there. So mm-hmm. I, I felt like that was in my my uh, choosing too. Like do my coach morals line up with me? And I felt like Coach Jo, Coach TC, really seeing that, and they seen me going further. Uh, like. They wanted to see my future beyond college football. Mm-hmm. So that really that really helped. Awesome. And then you mentioned that culture. Now, coming from Pennsylvania, it seems like you've been up in that area for most of your life, if not all your life. But, yeah. uh, okay, so coming from that area, prior to being recruited by Jackson State and SWAC schools and then coming on that visit, how much did you know about HBCU football and culture? Uh, not much? Not much, honestly. Cause like it's more it's more PWOs up here, mm-hmm. and like uh, like just my my area like I grew I grew up right outside of Philly so like mm-hmm. it's like I don't know it was more different but I like I liked it I liked how like everything was honestly like down there I like I like like how the school was I liked mm-hmm. how the community was like they they be like they almost treat you like you a pro player like. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it make you feel good about playing for the school, playing for that community. Wow. You realized that on the visit? You felt that on the visit or it's more yeah, so over social media? I, had, I, had came, I was able to, like, do a little bit of walking around and stuff. I had, like, my little tag with me when I was walking around. And I was okay. able to talk to some people and stuff. Like, and then, like, it was like the community was just like, yeah, I be at the games all the time. Like. You gonna you gonna come? You what you thinking? Like mm-hmm. I'm like I'm like, damn, this, this not even a part of the visit. Mm-hmm. Like this is just this is just genuine. That's what yeah. like you know, genuine like genuine interactions really like would sell me. Mm-hmm. Wow! So just complete strangers coming up and you striking up conversations when they saw that yeah. tag, already feeling like family. Wow, man, that's awesome. That's awesome. Now you said your visit, you came by yourself. So you mean the visit was solo? It wasn't a traditional visit with a bunch of other recruits. No, like I'm saying is I came like I didn't have no family member. Family, or okay. Family, like yeah, I okay. was just me by myself. Okay. What about future teammates? Did you get a chance to meet any of them on the visit? Were any of them visiting with um, you, or have you started to get to know them since you committed? Yeah, uh, like the guys that committed with me when I came on my visit, 
I'm, we in a group chat, like we talk and stuff like that. Uh, uh, other than that, I haven't, I haven't really spoken to any of my future teammates just yet. No, okay. I haven't. And when are you planning on enrolling? Because I know you're still in school up there. Um, after after I leave here, I should enroll for a summer session. Uh, okay. May twenty sixth. Okay, gotcha. You gonna get a chance to make it to the spring game or or no? Uh, I don't know. I don't think I'll be able to. I was talking to my mom about that. I'm still debating. Okay. Okay. Hopefully you can. But if not, hey, we, we get it, man. Coming from Philly. Guy, we, yeah. we understand how it is. As long as you get down here in the summer, that's the main thing. <laughs> but I'm sure you're following everything on social media. You're seeing uh, everything, the videos and everything. I'll be posting. I'll be seeing they working hard in the weight room. Maybe I'm trying. I'll be trying to really get out there. I'm ready to get down there. Like I love, I love my Juco and I love what it did for me. But I, I'm just I'm just ready to work and I'm a tiger now, so I got I'm ready to work with the tigers. Mm -hmm. So what are you looking for the most? Whether it be football, whether it be school, whether it be you know just the, just getting away from home for the first time. <laughs> Honestly, I'm a, it's really football. Like I'm ready to just play because like, I get I don't get to uh, I don't get to contribute in uh, spring ball up here. Like I can't put no pads on. Because right. I have no more eligibility in juco. Right. So I'm just I really be watching everybody in that excitement. Like I want to play ball. Like I'll be yeah. I'll be ready to play and I'll be seeing them like they looking nice down there. Mm -hmm. So that, I'm trying to be a part of that. Yeah. I know that's tough, man, being right up there, but can't, can't participate in the spring. Yeah. yeah. You, uh, you know you want everything right, working out, but it's like it's just like mm -hmm. that one little thing that everybody be doing it for. I can't do it right now. Mm -hmm. So I just be focusing there. Right, right. Cool, man. Cool. Good stuff. Good stuff. And also in the classroom, what are we looking at as far as eligibility and what is your major? What do you want to do after football? Um, I wanted to do business or uh, art design. Mm -hmm. I wanted okay. to be an art design major. And um, right now my eligibility in the classroom is good. Right now I'm trying to get, I was dean's list last semester. I'm trying to continue that or even get president's list. Uh, here at Lackawanna, so mm -hmm. everything been looking good for me on that standpoint in the classroom mm -hmm. and stuff. And specifically, when I say eligibility, I more so meant how many years of eligibility. Oh, you I'm have. sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, you're good. I got I got two years of eligibility left. Okay. I use two years of eligibility in JUCO, and I have two years left uh, for there. Mm -hmm. Cool, cool. I want to go back to something that you mentioned earlier. You were just talking about the fans on social media. So expound on that a little bit. What do you see from the fans as far as support and just tweets and stuff like that? Like, what are some crazy yeah. messages and things that you my, see? Like my tweets, my comments, probably on average from a like a Jackson from a post from Jackson State, like uh, the community and stuff. I probably get a hundred comments. Hmm. Like every time I'm posting something, like I get comments, love, like everything, like it just be a lot of love in the comments and stuff, like a lot of likes and stuff. And they even transfer over to my Instagram and all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No doubt, man. That's what we say. That's why we say D I love, man. You'll, 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 you'll realize it more once you get down here, man. You'll definitely see what we mean. It's a family. It's a family. I know uh, you probably, I don't know if you got, did you get a chance to visit the stadium when you were? Oh yeah. Okay. I, I, I visited the vet, the vet. I can't wait to play in it. Mm -hmm. So, so you, you when you walked in that thing, I know it was empty, but when you walked in, just kind of looked around. Is what yeah, I can just mind. imagine though, because the games be packed. Mm -hmm. Like absolutely, like I just, I'm like, yeah, this is this is great. And my mm -hmm. mom, my mom said she was gonna come down for uh, try at least come down for two games this sure. year too. So mm -hmm. I'm excited for that. Okay. 
All right. And also for those fans, we talked about how they show you love on social media. Give me a message for the fans. They're all watching. What do you want to say to them until you can get down here to Jackson and meet them face to face and start interacting with them? This year is going to be big. It's going to be different, too. It's going to be a real movie. Like Coach TC really got something cooking up. Like our class was just the beginning. Like mm-hmm. It's going to be real different. Nothing. Good stuff. Okay. And for the, those handful of fans who are not following you on social media, it's probably one or two out there that, that don't know you on social media. So <laughs> let them know where they can find you on Instagram and uh, Twitter or wherever you're at. Oh, my Instagram is one dot underscore DTB. That's like, that's probably the, uh, my social media that really don't get no love. My Twitter is also uh, DeAndre Towns Blue is my name. Did you say you don't get, the Instagram doesn't get a lot of love? Say that one more time. No, no, the fans saying, hear that. I'm, no, I'm, they, saying like, I'm saying my Twitter is probably the, the least that need need any help getting love. Okay, okay. You need help on Instagram. You need yeah. love. Okay, say that one more time for the fans. Give them that Instagram and watch what happens. Watch this. What's it's, that Instagram handle? One dot underscore DTV. Okay. You're about to blow up. <laughs> That's all it took. That's all it took. All right, man. Hey, look, we appreciate this. We're looking forward to hey pancakes. It's all about some pancakes, man. We're looking Always. forward to it. Always. Uh, Thank you, and I appreciate you. Okay, man. Don't be a stranger to Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Never. All right.